time. I'm going to talk about cold looms, something that I've been using to grow businesses for four years. Uh, this is going to be a two-part video series. This one's part one, and this is more important than part two, um, to a degree, right? We're going to be talking about how to actually deliver a loom in this video. We'll talk about the content of the loom in the second video, but I'm putting this first because so many people overlook that actually like how they should articulate and deliver the content of their loom. Um, so I've, I've probably, I don't know how many looms I've sent, God knows, but I know that I've definitely booked more than a thousand meetings using cold looms. And, you know, we've signed hundreds of clients, like hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars, purely from cold looms on emails. And today I want to explain how to do it. Right. Now, not in full, obviously, I don't want to, you know, give anyone copy and pasteable shit here because if you've been watching the channel for any length of time you know we're more about thinking than copying and pasting right we can't monkey see monkey do our way to a seven-figure business but we can look at principles and apply them so my name is charlie morgan um i've built and scaled two companies um northflow consulting an agency that we grew to seven figures and sold and imperium agency a coaching business that now makes multi-seven figures a year and we grew those business, like I said, through Cold Loom and some other things as well. But Cold Loom's always been like something that's had a place in my heart. And I've taught Cold Loom to about 200 other high ticket B2B service providers. And it's one of the best things we teach them. They get a lot of money and results from it. So let's hop in. So before we actually talk about the content of the Loom, let's discuss what's probably more important, which is the actual delivery. And, and by delivery, I mean like how you actually like deliver the loom in terms of the packaging of your voice, if that makes sense. So it's kind of like, we're gonna, in the next video, we're gonna talk, if it's like a car, see like a loom, like a car, like the delivery is like the exterior of the car and what it looks like and how attractive it is. And the interior of the car is like, you know, what makes it go and stuff. And that's the content of the loom. But we need to start with the exterior because you can have the best content. You can have like an amazing loom script, but if you record it in a really shit way, then you're gonna struggle. So I'm going to sort of be, I haven't really got a plan for this video, but I'm just going to be mapping out some, some key principles um, as to like how to actually say the thing, right? So it's going to make you a lot of money if you follow it and listen closely. So the first point and probably the most important one, obviously, is your tonality, but we can break tonality into a few different segments. But the first and most important thing is the first five seconds, right? Now, not in terms of content, but in terms of your energy, Right. So you've got to realize that technically Loom is like selling, right, because you're trying to sell them on an appointment or the idea of scheduling an appointment to work with you. Right. So you've got to realize that when you do a discovery call or a sales call, the emotional state you're in on that call will transfer to the other person and unconsciously you will influence their behavior based on the energy and the vibe you give them. Now, it might sound a bit like hippie shit, but it works. So. When you're starting a loom, you need to make sure you're actually in a good mood because people want to engage with and talk to people who make them feel good. Now, I don't mean make them feel good in terms of compliment them and make them feel warm and fuzzy. But I mean, like if you're starting a loom, you need to sound happy to be recording that loom. And so many people hate doing cold looms. So if you hate doing them and like that's how you see it, then how do you think you're going to sound when you record it? And how do you think you'll sound to the person you're recording it for? So mood is probably the most important thing because like tonality is actually like upstream of mood, if that makes sense. So if you're in a good mood and if you feel happy and you feel confident and like you enjoy recording the looms, then your tonality will naturally follow. You can't really force tone. 
but it has to sort of come out of this position of I'm actually in a good mood. I'm happy to be making this video. And like, it's kind of like when I do YouTube videos, like if I'm flat and was always like unenthusiastic, you'd probably not stick around to watch as much. But if I'm more confident and enthusiastic and I'm passionate about making the videos, you're going to stay around. So that's the first thing. I'm going to make a note of these as I go so we can maybe do like a summary at the end or something um, is is really like your mood. Um, now, the second point is your confidence, right? This is like one of the biggest things is are you actually confident that you can help this this human, right? So confidence manifests into conviction and conviction is basically when the speech that you articulate, the words that leave your mouth, the verbal, whatever you want to call it, that when, when a word comes out of your mouth, is it wrapped in conviction? So what that means is if you truly believe what you're saying and you have confidence that what you're saying is the truth, then the words that you speak will be wrapped in conviction. And when words are wrapped in conviction, they're more believable to other human beings. Now, you cannot fake conviction. You can't like well, you can technically, but it's not very ethical and it's draining and it makes you a bad person. So like you need to ask yourself this question. Do you actually believe that you can help the person that you are recording the loom for? Do you believe if they schedule that call and buy from you that you can completely change their life and completely change the trajectory of their entire existence and make them a happier person and give them more meaning and more satisfaction in their business and their life? If you believe that to be genuinely true and you actually know you can do that, then remember that when you're recording the loom. Every time I used to record a loom, I don't do it anymore, obviously, because I've got people to do it. But every time I recorded a loom before, I'd be thinking in the back of my head, like, if this person follows the path I want them to follow here over the next like couple of minutes, their life will be improved significantly. And so when I'm when I'm pitching the loom and explaining it to them, not only am I in a good mood because I feel happy, but also I'm like, I've got so much like confidence in my service and in my ability and confidence in my like integrity to help the person that every word that comes out of my mouth is wrapped in conviction. And the more confidence you have, the more conviction you wrap in. Now, there's obviously a diminishing returns on this conviction thing because you can take it to the point where you sound a bit psychotic and like you're a sociopath and you know, you're know you gonna kill someone, right? It sounds like, you don't want your looms to sound like you've just done a line of cocaine and you're really like, oh my God, this is a, like, slow it down. Now, that does bring me on to my, my third point is the actual speed of how quickly you say the thing. So you want to strike a balance here because there's elements of your loom that you're going to want to say quickly and you're going to want to speed up like I'm doing now to really engage you and get your attention and actually really make sure that you're listening to what I have to say because you haven't really got much of a choice because I'm speaking so quickly. And then there's other things that you really want to slow down and elongate so that the person leans in to actually try and deeply understand what you're saying. You have to strike a balance between talking like this so you can constantly maintain their attention during the boring bits of the pitch they need to know but aren't really that interested in and really slowing it down to when you say, look, I can guarantee that this actually works for you and I'm really, really excited to potentially be scheduling a meeting with you, right? So it's like you, you have to strike this balance. People get this binary code locked where they're like, I either need to speak quickly or I need to speak slowly. You kind of need to know when to do both if that makes sense and marry this this like speed in this you know, the fastness of it and the slowness of it and, and put the boat, put two of them together to create this more dynamic feel to the, 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 what would you call it? Like the pacing of the loom, so the pace of the loom. So I'll typically start my looms out to be pretty quick and I'll start with some sort of, we'll talk about the content later, but I'll start with something specific, which I'll tell you in the next video. Um, and then from that, like 
I'll drag out, like, you know, starts dragging out words. So when you are making like points of confidence, when you're talking about guarantees and you want to elongate words. So like, say for example, John, I'm really, I'm really excited to be recording this for you, John. It's like, John, I am really, really excited to be making this for you, right? It says two different things, right? <laughs> Completely different. Um, it's something that you're going to have to practice a lot, but I invite you just to think about the pacing and know when it's time to speed up so you can constantly, like, I've done this with YouTube before where like, you know, you kind of just come to do it naturally after doing enough sales calls and stuff, but you know, you speed up and speed up and speed up and speed up and then you slow down because you need them to really understand what you're saying and like really engage with the points so they believe you and then you speed up. So that's just something else I've learned about recording a lot of looms. Um, the fourth one is robot, right? So what this means is pretty much everyone who's doing Loom for the first time ever will sound robotic. If you're reading from a script, you will sound like a robot, right? So you have to memorize the script in order for this for the Loom to actually work. If when you're making your Loom audio, you are reading words and speaking them as you read them, people will not reply to the Loom. Now they might, but they won't reply as heavily as if you weren't reading the script. So if your Loom is scripted, now you want to have a script, right? Because if you don't have a script, then things fall apart and you tangent and you go off into chaos, right? It takes a long time of not having scripts. I mean, I can do it now where like, someone can say, Charlie, give me a Loom for the, the home services niche. Like, I can just bang out like a Loom like that without any script. But it takes a long time to get to that point, right? So you need to have a script, but the worst thing you can possibly do is be trying to think of words whilst you're recording the loom. You need to know your script so well. And the, the truth is, is that like scripts do more bad than good. You want to have points to discuss and then naturally discuss them. Now, you, it's scale. You want to make sure you're following like the same words almost every time with the same tone every time. And that becomes very predictable and repeatable. However, if you are reading from a script, you'll sound like a robot because like it's not natural to read from a script. Imagine if you went to watch a movie, right? Obviously all movies are scripted. All, all TV shows are scripted. Characters have lines and actors remember their lines and then they use them. But the, the actors need to focus on becoming the, 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 the character, right? They can't do that if they're there in the studio with the lines like, you know, imagine you're watching like a film or something and one of the actors has their lines like written on a big like piece of paper, like, you know, 20 yards away so they can read it. Like it would just it would just feel weird and scripted and it wouldn't feel natural. The same thing applies to the loom. It needs to flow. It needs to sound organic. It needs to sound like you haven't put huge amounts of thought into it, which you obviously have. But it's it's more like a conversation, like a passing conversation. My favorite like metaphor or example or perspective to use here is basically like imagine that you're just talking to a friend. Now, obviously, if you're talking to a friend, you wouldn't use the, the, the tonality and the conviction and stuff, but you want it to flow just like you're saying something to a friend. So let's say you were talking about something you're really passionate about. I know maybe you're into like fucking motorbikes or something, right? And you, you know, you've got a new motorbike and you're telling all of your friends about it and you're excited about this motorbike and you love it and you, you know, you believe in buying it and it's really cool and you tell the friend about the colors and the features and, and you're excited and it's flowing. You're not like, you wouldn't write a script like, okay, I'm going to go and tell John and, and, and Thomas about my new motorbike. So I'm going to start with this point here and then, then I'm going to talk about this and then, or do I want to use and or if, or at that point, do I want to use marketing or advertising? Like you don't, you don't like agonize over that sort of stuff. So you've got to remember that you're recording looms for people, right? And it's just like any other social interaction. You want to sound normal and healthy, right? If you sound like this and then you are also talking like this, 
because you have scripted the whole thing and are focused on the words, not actually what to say and how to say them, then you're going to struggle because if I made YouTube videos like this, you'd probably develop an aneurysm within five minutes, right? So the, 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 that's one of the most important things is you don't want to sound like a robot, right? And like the, one of my best like strategies for this is when you finish recording a loom, just play it back and ask yourself, would I book an appointment with this person? Better still, play it back and give it to a friend or a family member and ask them like, does this sound like me, right? And then they'll probably be like, no, and then you need to fix that because people book calls with people. And if you're trying to like create this false, weird, robotic persona, then people won't schedule a meeting. They'll pick up on it really easily. The best thing to understand with Loom is it's like you're recording it for another human. So be a human, right? Um, a lot of people make Looms to make their cold emails personalized. And then they go and like sound like absolute machines. It's like, oh, I, I made this loom for you because I wanted to show you that I'm recording this for you personally and I'm a human. But then they actually say it like, So I made this loom for you because I wanted it to seem like I'm a human. Mate, you sound like Mark Zuckerberg, right? It's like, just remember that and bear that in mind when you're moving forward with, um, with looms. What else is there? I think those are the main points, really. Um, it's all about how you say what you say more than anything. But I think that like, a good loom is just a human who's really passionate about what they do and has a lot of confidence in what they do, doesn't talk too quickly, knows when to talk slowly, and has the ability to generate a good mood when they need to generate a good mood. I think those four points are pretty much like, what was there anything else? Oh, okay, there's one more thing, right? So the other thing is commas, not sentences, right? So one of the main things that fucks people up is when they're using a script, is they talk in sentences, not commas. So what I mean by that is when you're making your loom, it needs to sort of flow like one big sentence, not to the point where you don't give them a break and there's no pauses and stops or emphasis because that will just drive people insane. But what, what I mean is like, you don't want to say like, hey, John, it's Charlie here. I'm recording this video. Like you, you don't want that awkward, weird pause. It needs to be like, hey, John, it's Charlie. I hope you're good. Listen, mate, I've got something for you. You're going to love it, right? It needs to be more commas than, than full stops, if that makes sense. But one of the biggest things you can do is like, when, just don't read from a script. Get your script and repeat it in your head and read it so many times that you can, you can say it naturally without needing it to support you. Um, and then once you've got that ingrained into your head, you can start to actually use your tonality. But the big, the big ones I'm telling you are confidence and mood. You know, confidence and mood like are probably the two most important things. If you, if every word you have is wrapped in conviction, and if you feel happy and, and like energetic and passionate about what you're talking about, and you know how to pace the loom so it's not like really quick and they can't understand you, then that's that. Now there's one more point. Um, and it's to do with accents, right? It's unfortunate that this is true, but if you have a strong accent from a third world country or a European country, any country, if you have a strong accent and English isn't your first language and it is hard for someone to understand you, then your looms will not be replied to as much, especially, and I don't mean this in any bad way, if you're reaching out to the United States. What we found is that when, with clients, right, when clients have thick accents, um, whether European accents or from India or anywhere, if if you're reaching out to the US, we found the reply rates are significantly less. Now, we don't know, well, obviously, you can kind of gather why, but I'm not going to point any fingers. But 
but that sounds awful. That makes it sound like I'm saying people in the US are racist. I don't mean that at all. I just mean like if you're in the UK or Canada and you're reaching out to the US because you're natively speaking English, like they can understand it much easier. But sometimes other than that, the, the metrics don't show. If you're in that position where it's hard to understand you or, you know, for example, if you're recording a loom and you have an Indian accent, you're at a disadvantage. And that's not like something to, to be racist. It's just the truth. Because how many people have been cold called by people from India before and they have this negative association so it's, you're going to lose trust the best way around that is to hire like a voice actor off of Fiverr or find someone in the US or the UK to do it for you I found that like professional voice actors don't actually help because you don't want your loom to sound professional you don't want it to sound like you know you're it, it's it's like professional you need to just sound friendly and casual if you if you have someone and it sounds like some sort of fucking infomercial the person's going to be like what the actual fuck is this so, you know, if you are in that position where you've got a thick accent, consider asking a confident friend or someone who can actually just record it for you because otherwise you're going to struggle. Um, so that's that. I wanted to share that with you because, yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool. And like, I wanted to share that with you, it's pretty cool. I'm flagging on this video now. Um, but that's that's how I see Loom recording. Uh, it's really important. A lot of people don't even look at it like this. They just think about the script. Like every single question I've ever got on looms is like, Charlie, what, what loom script should I use? And like everyone misses the point because loom success is 80% delivery, 20% script. And people spend 80% of their time focusing on script and 20% of their time on delivery. So flip that around and you'll make a huge difference. Um, so that I wanted to make this video because a lot of people struggle with looms um, and I don't want to be one of them, right? So if you enjoyed the video, please do subscribe. And if you want to add anything or have any video ideas for me, then comment below and like the video. Yeah, that's everything for me. I hope you enjoyed this video and I will see you in part two. Take care.